Hello, and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, author and playwright Mark Anthony Rossi. This show explores all forms of creativity for those searching for meaning and a place in the world. To err is human, but so is to love. Now, without further ado, here's your host. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Strength to Be Human. This is your host, Mark Anthony Rossi. This will be episode number 56, and we are going to be entitling this uh, Inside Our Writing Groups. Now, I want to be talking about writing groups for quite some time right now, but I, I had so many other things I had to catch up on, on things that I already advertised before that, and especially when I got ill. So I am finally back to being caught up with everything I had promised to put out there. So I want to, I want to talk about this. I have, some, I have some experience, I have some knowledge with it, which is the reason why I often talk about most of these topics. But like anything else in writing or in the world, you're going to have your pros and your cons, and you're going to have some things that are useful and some things that are not be with writing groups. So we'll talk about, you know, all the different angles of that and you see what might fit for you and what might not. But uh, just uh, don't forget, writing groups are just like anything else in life. They're going to have, uh, they're going to have a place mostly and then they'll be having a place where they'll be for someone else and you move on to something else. I mean, I don't really know too many people that are in writing groups for like, you know, 20 years or something. Most of the times they might be in book reading groups or if they're the leader or somebody to help supervise one of the groups, it might be a long time. But the average writer only stays a certain point and then, and then they move on. That, that's normal. normal. It's not normal for people to stay very, very long. But it's important for them to stay long enough to, to get something out of the, uh, the input in the output of such groups and also uh, as they gain their own uh, perspectives and you know and confidence in in the world and writing so right, well let's let's first tackle on my own experiences okay uh, I, I started early on in, in a writing group both in the United States and then I also uh, was one when I was in, in Germany I was in a writing group as well uh, maybe only a few months there, but I think altogether, collectively, probably about a year and a half. And one of the things that I kind of knew about myself already, but I wanted to definitely test it with the writing group is, you know, how well do I play with others? It's it's an important question, and it's not really, a, I find, it's not really a negative if you don't play well with others, because you'll find out that the group's only going to have so much usefulness for you before you have to move on and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're you know you're not berating anybody and yelling and screaming as you're leaving but you know it's only going to have so much shelf life and, and that's what I had discovered but I would stayed longer only because I met people there that became friends oftentimes I, I found that I could speak to them outside of the group more than better than I could speak to them inside the group which is really one of the main factors of, of writing groups is comfortability and, and it's not easy to come by because if you think about it most of the times when people go in these writing groups they're generally new to writing or they're new to creative writing or maybe they're just new to um, talking to somebody else about their writing or possibly submitting their writing finally they could be writing for years and just haven't done anything yet and this is sort of the way for them to finally 
get pushed over, you know, into submitting, which is which is possible that, that you're going to have a lot of people with those motivations. But I find mostly it's for newer writers, okay? So finding comfortability is not going to be an easy thing because they're still trying to find their way around writing. They're still trying to find a way about how other people might perceive their writing. And there's still a lot of things that they have questions about. So it's going to happen in these groups that oftentimes... If the group is set up sort of like for basics, this group for, for newer writers and we go from there, that's fine. It's much, much harder uh, for somebody uh, that's just beginning to go into the group that, that has people that, that already been writing for quite some time, submitting, and they feel more confident about themselves. And, you know, the, the whole group might just be a way for them to, you know, to, to vent certain things or, or possibly to... Uh, you know, review certain new things that they've written. So you you wanted the first thing you really want to do is you want to try to go to a group that, that has mostly newer writers. It's easier to make a connection. You know, it's easier to get your um, your voice out. And, and, and more importantly, you're generally going to be on the same page with everyone, you know, in, in terms of your experiences already. You're, you're not going to have as many because it's all still pretty new. All right? Now, one of the important things that I found myself when I went into a writing group was you need to really learn to listen. And it's funny because one of the excellent things about a writing group, especially for beginning writing, is you start to learn some of the skills of listening because it's really important. You know, writing is not just about blobbing and blurbing and, you know, bloating everything else to the planet and not listening to what people have to say. It's not a one-way street. It really is two ways. You listening to how people might react to what you say or, or, or how you say it or what you wrote is just as important as what you actually wrote. Because they can still give useful and constructive criticism, but if you're not listening carefully, all you're going to hear is a, you know, a bunch of mumble-jumble that sounds negative to you. So I found... If I learned anything from a writing group and I took anything valuable away from it was I definitely improved on my listening skills. So if, if anything, it was a very valuable gift to get from that. So it's really important that people listen. Listen to others and then maybe even as they're reading, listen to themselves. Possibly to hear how they, uh, how they sound and how it sounds and, and, and how other people are reacting to it. So listening, a very important uh, skill. And I, I think you're going to naturally learn that if you stay uh, in a writing group long enough. Uh, second thing was, and I found this to become more of an issue later on, is oftentimes you, you hope you're going to be in a group where the writing leader or writing instructor or writing supervisor or uh, there's so many titles, okay? But the person in charge, all right? You want to make sure that that person in charge is is there to to shepherd everybody's writing and, and, and to provide some of their own experience because they should be more experienced than you, okay? And that, and that, and they're there not to just to beat up on everybody um, or give them hard times or, you know, suggest to them that if their experience went this way, there's no way their experience can be any different because... That, that's how writing groups get hurt, by that kind of selfish nonsense. So you want to make sure you stay away from any kind of groups that have something like that because that's not useful. And it just, you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to set yourself back in writing. It's the number one reason, I find, 
why a lot of writers wind up leaving groups because they just don't like the way they're conducted or the way they're supervised or they just don't really feel that the person in conducting it you know has their interest or even most interests as writers in, in, in interest in mind they just don't feel like you know they, they're in their corner really they just feel like just there to shout out some rules and, and blah 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 okay so just as much as I'm suggesting to you that you're going to learn listening skills I, I say right away you're in charge of this group you ought to be the best listener out there period and if you're not listening to us then what's the point of even having this group because you should be the number one listener to learn what's been said and then figure out maybe how you can help them fix that, how you can help them gain their confidence or, you know, restore their faith or, or take the next step to submit stuff out there to the world. That's what you're supposed to be there for. If you're not that for there, then there is no point to that. So try to keep that in mind. Okay. Now it was, I still think to this day, it was, it was interesting to listen to people read their work and, and, and hear different perspectives about what their work is, because it kind of gives you a small peek into the mind of your reader. You know, and you get something published and sometimes you might even get comments back, you know, especially if it's on the online journal, you know, about the, the substance of the work. And you might be surprised that people could take a different take than what you had thought. It's not unusual to write something with one thing in mind and find out that you, you might have three and four different interpretations that you didn't expect, that you didn't even try to, to create. You might just have one point of view and, and, and just kind of went to other places for other people. There's nothing wrong with that, especially when it's happening uh, about how other people can hear something and, and, and maybe take it in a different way. I mean, it's going to happen that people might take it in the wrong way, too. You know, and, and maybe in a group versus when it's already published, that can give you a way to possibly tinker with it. Maybe so you can adjust it so that somebody doesn't take it in some kind of harsh or negative way. I really don't care if they don't take it exactly the way I wanted them to. But I do care to a certain extent if they thought this thing was, you know, being a, a, a cruel or, or, or just outright mean or being, you know, unduly sympathetic because... Unless I'm purposely writing that way, I don't want someone to get that by accident. That's where I feel that I would have failed or I should have, you know, looked at it carefully or maybe read it with somebody else. Or So writing groups are very good for that, to, to sort of like become trial balloons for your writing, to help you um, craft it better or, or make it more focused or, or at least rough, uh, I guess, smooth off any edges that could possibly be perceived as being rough. If you don't think that, remember, it's still important in the end about what your reader thinks. It's one of the important rules for writers that some writers never really wanted to take to heart. As much as you've, you've labored into this work and you feel it's ready to go and this is what you think it's about. I think this is about Abraham Lincoln when he went to the bathroom in the forest. And then you find out that, you know, the, the four or five different writers are thinking about uh, no, it's about a philosophical man who had uh, real real reflections on his life while he was taking a dump. You know what I mean? They, they might have an entire different viewpoint on it. So you got to keep that in mind. And, and writing groups are very good for that. I, I really believe so. And I found, uh, again, another useful, another useful tool for that. And, uh, and ironic to say that in 36 of years of writing, I only spent maybe about a year and a half in a writing group, and I never went back to any again. But 
Some of those lessons that I learned there, I continue to reflect on to this day. They've still been important to me about listening, uh, about uh, trying to make sure um, that at least if there's different interpretations, they're not, you know, straight crazy out there somewhere. They might be at least within the realm of, you know, of decency or, or, or respect. And that was very important. Okay, so I, I got those uh, lessons and I've used them to this day. They've, they've definitely become part of me. Like I said, we all have a different shelf life on how much we're going to use a, a writing group. And that was that was mine. All right. So let's, let's talk about some of the things that people can get from writing groups. Okay. One of the things that they can get that I feel, besides some of the things we just talked about, is they can really get a good idea of how maybe to start learning to self-edit it by what people have to say. Okay. Remember, it's foolhardy to go into any group. I don't care if they're new writers, not new writers, lovely writers, great writers, mean writers. It doesn't matter. It's foolhardy to go into a group where you're automatically expecting that you wrote something and everybody is supposed to be ringing the bells of Mary for you and dancing in the streets and, and doing a polka. Okay? No. You should be expecting you're going to hear some stuff. And it might not always be to your liking. Expect it. If you expect it, it doesn't feel so harsh. It doesn't hit you as hard. And you can be ready, even with a notepad. I've seen people do this. Oh, I mean, let me write this down. Let me look at that. I mean, great. Put some notes to what people are saying and see if you can use any of that. If you can use some of that, maybe not at that moment, but if you can use some of that, you know, the following night or that evening or next week or whatever, that's great. And it's been that useful. If you can't, you can't, but you might find that you can use some of that, okay? This is a complex world, folks. you got eight people having eight uninteresting things to say about your work on things they might feel that you can improve on or change. There's a good chance that it needs that. You, you don't get eight people agreeing on too much of anything these days, okay? Uh, and that's how that's how complicated and and I feel frustrating the world has become. You know, you, you could put a naked girl out there, and you got eight guys giving you eight different opinions. Everything from why she got naked to her body structure or something. They all gonna come up with the same thing. So take that and use that and expect that, and it won't be so difficult then. Be more of a shock when you get about five or six people saying, yeah, I think that hit me right. And yeah, I think about it. And they, and they get what you're having to say. I mean, that, that's more of a surprise because it takes a while to get that. You know, if you get that the first or two outings over there, hey, that's not a bad start. But expect, a, you know, a couple slugs and, and, and take them. And remember, like anything else, you know, if you expect the punch, it don't hurt as bad. All right. That's the first thing. Okay. Second thing is. Be ready, just as much as someone had commentary on yours, to, to listen and, and try to learn from some commentary on, on theirs. Don't feel that somehow you can't quote somebody's work or you can't uh, relay your opinion because maybe they just kind of beat up a little bit on your stuff. No, you have every right to do so. You might hear some good, bad, or ugly just like they did. That's normal. You don't want to feel shy about something like this, which is one of the most important things in these writing groups that people need to break away from quickly is they got to get away from that, that feeling of uh, isolation and that, that, that shyness, that reservedness, man, you're, you're a writer. Okay. 
All right, you're, you're, you're not you're not a church mouse. So it's important that you do have a voice. That's what writing is about. Putting together in some uh, assembled fashion, uh, in, in an order that you like, your voice, your thoughts, your, your feelings out there in the world. That's what it is. So it, it's not... It's not supposed to be some school lesson, but also it's not supposed to be um, something that's coming out of Hallmark either. Okay, this has to be something that you feel is new and original. You feel that has a has a point of view. You feel that you know is making a, possibly a, an observation or a comment or even a solution that you know that hasn't been offered before, or if it has been offered before, you're doing it in a, in a unique, different way. Something that. That we haven't heard or seen before, read before, something that we can take to heart maybe in a better way because we live in the 21st century versus the 20th century or the 19th century, you know, etc., etc. Next thing to do is to make sure that you sort of get a hold of people's notions about writing and, and get an idea about who they are. It helps. Uh, a good instructor in these sort of things will 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 sort of do a roundtable so everybody can know each other. Hi, I'm Jim. I've been writing Bigfoot poetry for four months. Um, I'm not married, but I got a cool girlfriend. She she helps me out with everything, and uh, I like dogs and, and and walks in the park. All right, cool. Thanks, Jim. You know, hi, I'm Alice, and you know I'm divorced, and uh, I'm trying to work through that for my poetry. So some of this stuff can be kind of bitter, bitter, and bitter, and heavy, and heavy hitting, and blah blah blah. And you know, hi, this is this is John Boy, and you know I like uh, to write poetry about the the farmscapes and 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 animals, and you know stars at night, and 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 I also. Uh, like to milk cows in my, you know, spare time and, and drink Yoo-Hoo. I mean, that's it. But you, you get an idea. You, you, you get a sort of round table of, of who you're dealing with over there. It kind of it kind of helps you, I feel. You get the lay of the land of the, of the room. Because you're going to kind of get an idea of who these people are, you know. It also helps you. And I know this probably sounds strange and, and might even sound like it, it hurts what you're trying to do. But it doesn't. But, you know, quite frankly... You know, if some guy, you know, who has more of a rural country background and, and he kind of writes about that stuff, if he's saying he's having a more difficult time with, with the, your poetry, which is more city-oriented, or maybe you're writing about a museum piece or, you know, a piece of art or something like that, that that's just not really something that he's experienced with. It. He, he might not even understand what you're doing. Some of his comments are only going to have so much weight, Okay. Versus somebody that might be more city oriented like you, where you know they they have a better notion of what you've done and therefore, you know, can give you some more insight. You know, I'm not suggesting over here that you know one person because of where they live at it doesn't know what's going on with the world. But what I am suggesting is that that's a possibility. It can happen. You know, and yeah, it's just like this as much as, and I've heard this from from an African American writer saying that listen. I don't mind being in the writing group, but I wouldn't mind having a couple of African Americans in there because, you know, I got I got I got eight white people over here, and it, it, as much as I, I feel that, you know, they are they are authentic and and, and decent and ethical people, problems if they don't get the gist of the African American experience, I can't beat them up on that. But then, how do I take any of the advice seriously? It's completely valid. 
to feel and say this and, and, and maybe want to be in a group that has a little bit more uh, uh, of your background or, or, or some of the, uh, some of your notions. So it wouldn't be surprised if some groups uh, or some people kind of change groups and so they feel more comfortable with that when they learn who's there. I don't think anything's wrong with that. As long as you're not, you know, being completely narrow-minded. You know, I, like I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't have a problem if I was in a group of eight or nine people and I got a couple of people, you know, from that more rural aspect of things. Um, it wouldn't bother me because I would think that I'm going to have a mixture of people. I'm going to have some people from the city, I'm going to have people from the suburbs, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe somebody with an immigrant experience. So it, that, it, that's a healthy mixture I'm okay with. I don't know if I would be comfortable if I had like eight people all writing about, you know, Nebraska and the farm life and everything else. And I'm, I'm writing about Mona Lisa as a dummy. You know, what I mean, you know, <laughs> it might not, it might not fly very well. You know, and how can they really, anyone really, give you any kind of useful, constructive advice if they don't really even have a half notion of what you're writing about? Because that's really key to giving somebody some type of advice. Because it's not going just to be about I don't know if that word works there or what the heck does that sentence mean? If they don't even get the gist of it all. You know, they can't offer you anything useful. So you got to definitely keep that in mind. And, and I, that's how I viewed things. And uh, that's just me in general with many things as well. But I think it's very helpful because it's a fair way to yourself to make sure that you're going to be getting some feedback, you know, that, that's, that makes sense. That, that, that's, that's honest. I can't see how if somebody... For whatever reason it is, background, culture, whatever. But if they can't understand your poem, their feedback can't be useful to you. We can talk all day long about whether it's your fault they can't understand your poem or is it because they just don't come from that background or you're simply referencing things that most people don't get or experience. Hard to figure all that out. There's a, there's a, a number of combinations there that, that lend you to the truth. So don't get me wrong. But... And, and the bottom line, if they don't understand, you, you're not going to get any feedback that's worth anything. So that's, I think it's really important to have a, a lay of the land of, of who's in that room with you, who's going to be with you. So you, you, you know you got some people you can count on. You know that you know, when, you, when you're putting your work out there, you, you're going to get feedback that, that makes some sense, that rings true, because that's really what's important. It can't just be the... The leader of the group suggesting this and saying that, you're hearing also from your fellow writers, which, believe it or not, will kind of give you a better pointers than, than even the leader of the group will. Because you're getting more of them, because there's more numbers of them than the one leader. I don't really know too many groups that have two leaders or not. They might have an assistant leader, possibly, that you know only chimes in when the other one is out or something, but... Usually it's just that one person. So the multitudes of, of information that you could possibly get is really what makes that sort of thing valuable. And I like that. I like that. It's really one of the positive aspects of, of being in a writing group, in my, in my opinion, anyway. Now, the, the role of the leader is, is varied in, in terms of what people might want in the group. They might actually tell the leader sort of how they believe it should be directed and what, what things they're trying to get out of it or what they would want out of it. And that leader has to figure out, you know, how that fits with their own background and skills and, and, and how that fits with, with, you know, maybe what their agenda of the group could possibly be. Really, it really does depend. 
You know, some some groups literally like you know keep people on for a year and then they, uh, they all right, you guys go off to the world now. I'm going to bring in another group for a year. You know, others can stay for years upon years, figuring out all kinds of different things they might want to do and just continue to all advance together. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, everything does have a my opinion of a, a final line or a finish line or you know a finite shelf life. You know, whatever you want to call it. But you should really find out firsthand in that first meeting, you know, you should have a general idea of who was in that room, what they're doing, you know, if they published already or not, and, and, and find out what their leader wants to do. Hey, do you have a certain timeline on this? You know, um, do we have homework to do on something like this? Um, uh, are you going to be asking questions and expecting certain things from us? These are all things you should know. This way you're prepared to know if you want to go any further, there's plenty of really ruining groups out there, folks. No one says you got to join one and stick to one you don't like or you're not comfortable with. That's crazy. Not a good idea. A real waste of time. And you don't want to waste time. I, I find too many ladies waste time already doing things that they shouldn't be doing, worried about things. You know, you see it on social media all the time. You know, you, you think this uh, computer with 50 billion RAM and and, 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 and Scooby-Doo and, and the mouse that talks to you and lights up at night, is this important to help me with my inspiration in writing? I mean, come on. It, it, it gets ridiculous. I mean, these, some of these questions I read, you know, I, I, I just want to yell back at them. You know, what are you talking about? Why are you wasting your time at night about this nonsense? You don't have something more asked? Like, do you know any other markets that maybe I haven't submitted to before? You know, you feel like taking some stuff? Hey, I got a poem where I think the third line is kind of messed up. What do you guys think about this? You don't have anything more useful to ask people than, than these stupid, arti the artificial, superficial questions? I'm telling you something, folks. Computers have nothing to do with writing. Okay? They don't. It's all about your inspiration, what you brought down. You could put all that on paper all day long and then put it on, uh, on a word processor and then shoot it off. Okay? So you don't need the computer for anything. It's really an instrument for the end of your process. You don't need it for the beginning. You could do it on your phone. You could do it on a piece of paper. You could do it on a napkin. You know, you could draw with a piece of chalk on the, on the ground something if you have to. So you don't need all that stuff. So why even ask these ridiculous questions like it makes any difference to anything? Now, I wonder about these people, how serious they are. Because I can't take that sort of stuff serious. It's just, to me, it's just asinine. It really is. What what grammar program is good? I mean, really? You need you need a program to help you with your grammar? I don't know. How about learn some of the fundamentals of English? You won't have to worry about some robot correcting your grammar, which is never going to do it perfectly anyway. So let, let, let's take this sort of thing seriously. And that's really what writing groups should be. And you want to make sure that you're in a writing group that, that does take things seriously, That that's in there for... Uh, a useful agenda, a, a real, a real purpose, an, an actual mission. Our mission in 12 months is to try to get you guys all feeling confident about your work, uh, feeling vetted enough that you can submit it out there and getting a couple credits. By the time this is over with, you know, you should have learned how to write your bio. You should learn how to write a cover letter if you need one. You should learn how how to submit, the, the, you know, the ins and outs of all that. How to finally get published. You know, all of that. Those are the things that a basic writing group should do. There's other groups that have other 
that have other agendas. They might be for more advanced writers, and that's fine. That's probably not for you. I know for me, when I first started out, that wouldn't have worked out very well at all. You just you're not even completely comfortable with somebody that's like, yeah, I got a three hundred poems and six books published, and I'm like, oh, wow, great, I got like two poems published, thanks. So you're not you're not might not feel as well. <laughs> it's okay if the leader has that kind of experience, but you know you might not feel well with all the members in the group. That so they all have different ones. Some will also operate on on genres. You know, hey, this is the group that talks about horror writing. That's all we're doing, man. And I might not include poetry or. Uh, essays. It could just be short fictions or novellas or novels. So that might not be the group for you. You know, this is a group about Christian writing. Hey, you might not be a Christian or you're just not writing about Christian stuff. So that's probably not going to be the best thing for you either. So obviously it's really important. They have some writing groups that are just for women. Fine, but uh, I can imagine if a, a group's just for men, what, what, you know, what they would hear all day long. So I, I do worry about the double standards. So I'm never really comfortable with, you know, the groups that say I'm only, we're only allowing black people in, we're only allowing women in, we're only allowing gay people in. To me, I just don't like that idea. To me, I, I don't. I'm never comfortable with it. I, I still object to it. So, you know, if somebody was in those groups and they had my advice on something like that, I'm like, listen, I'm not interested in giving you advice. You know, if I can't even be a member of your group because I'm not a male or I'm not a female or I'm not a not a black person or I'm not, you know, Hispanic or whatever. It's just, like I said, it's nice to have a mix. And I think a person from that background should be in a group that has that mix that can understand. I don't have a problem with that. That makes complete sense to me. But I don't really think you need to demand, I need to be in the Latin group or I just can't get anything done. I don't really know how that helps anything either. Because right? unless you're writing in Spanish 24 hours a day and you're talking to Spanish 24 hours a day and you only submit the magazines that, that write and publish Spanish, I, I, you're going to be encountering all the rest of everybody else. So how do you learn anything from a group that's already cut off like 99% of the planet? And that's why, ultimately, I don't like groups that are all one side of things. Because that's what you're doing. You're cutting off all of that. If you're a woman, you're cutting off half the world. You know, it's just to me, I don't, I don't know how that's supposed to be productive. And there's all kinds of politically correct answers, I'm sure, on, on why somebody wants to do this. And if you want to do it, I'm not out there to stop you. Don't get me wrong. But I, I'm just not, I wouldn't support that. I don't believe in that. I don't really think it's a good idea for writing. I really don't. I think it harms you more than it helps you. Okay? I think when it comes to writing, the, the idea of diversity really makes the most sense. You should have the most voices out there that you can experience your writing and that you can hear about what they have to say. For all you know, an Asian person might interpret your poem different than, than a Caucasian. You, you might want to understand that and, and learn why. That could be an interesting thing. So that's why that's so important in my in my opinion. And I think that's how you become, in the end, a lot more well-rounded and become more mature as a writer. Is because you're not just sticking with, with one group or one way of doing things. To me, in the end, you know, that becomes self-defeating. It, it really does. But obviously, to each his own, I'm just expressing to you, I think it's a bad idea. Now... One of the excellent things about writing uh, groups as well is that you could have a situation, whether the writing leader has mandated it or not, 
where you are taking home some homework. And it doesn't always have to be thoughts in your head. It could be some notes you put. Wow, this is what they said about this, what they said about that. That's strong. That's not strong. It, it's super invaluable. You're not going to get that anywhere else, you know? I, you got some magazines that, you know, I already expressed that I'm against any submission fees. I don't care if it's 25 cents. I think it's all garbage. But you got some magazines that literally say, if you add $5, we'll give you a breakdown of why we think this poem stinks. Yeah, great. Thanks. You get that free in a writing group. So why why pay $5, you know, to some, some, uh, some, some nitwit across the, you know, the country over there that is probably not going to pick you anywhere because he's not happy with, uh, you know, uh, your unsuburban turn of things, or, or, or he doesn't li like all your credits or something. Because these, the more you put out money, the more you, you really just cancel on yourself. You're helping them subsidize whatever their prejudices are. I promise you, they're against you, and not against them. So you just why give them money? Don't. So that's an excellent, excellent way to get some of your work read. It to get some reviews about it. To get some insight in it is with the writing group having those folks do that. It's really important. It, it's really one of the most important reasons why you want to be there, okay? Because you can get comfortable all day long as a person about, hey, I'm a writer. Hey, these people are hearing me and they understand that I feel comfortable. But in the end, if you're still not getting that work down that you think is going to go out there, people still have reservations or even you might still have reservations, you, you, you need the input. And that, that's, why it's, that's why those groups are there for. They really are there for that type of input. Now, it's also good to get some kind of, you know, uh, professional moral support, and, and writing groups can be good for that. I mean, it's not hard for to listen to somebody, and it, it, it can inspire you to, to hear somebody share a story on this group's meeting. Hey, I, I submitted to this place eight times, and they finally got it accepted. They even gave me a little note telling me how lovely they loved the poem and how wonderful it was, and, you know, blah, blah. And that could be inspiring to somebody because they knew that, you know, last couple of months, they've been trying and trying and not getting anywhere. So that can be inspiring to them and exciting. You get you feel all that as something you want to kind of just helps you. You work that much harder, you know, and dream that much more because you, the person next to you, they got picked up. Man, I can't wait for my turn. All right. So that's a really good thing for that, for the for the for the morale. As long as you take it that way. I mean. I can imagine some people that might not take it that way. Man, everybody's publishing this joint but me. What the heck is wrong with me? That's where you want to try to, like, you know, capture that and, and don't let it go too far because that, that's not very good. Now, there is, I'm sorry to say, just like anything else, like I told you, pros and cons, there is a dark side, there is a con, you know, to writing groups. And, and, and one of those is if you don't have an instructor that can really balance everybody carefully you know you can let some people run ruptured over the others and not even you know, realize that that is some people can be more sensitive to others so you, you have to make sure that you're a good moderator in something like that or even possibly you know some sort of referee because it's not a group is not there a writing group is not there okay to increase your doubt or or or, or, or to or amplify your fear or, or to crush your dreams or step on your you know your tongue it, it's not there for any of that it's not there for a negative reason if you get negative things out of it you know that this there could be something wrong with your group 
And you have to make sure that you're always examining all that, including yourself, too. Making sure you're just not more sensitive that night than others, or making sure you heard what they said was 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 useful rather than you know just being cruel or uh, just being mean spirited. But that is the dark side of writing. Sometimes they can hurt people. They can interrupt their writing uh, inspiration, or, or, or possibly you know curtail their dream. We could talk all day long about a person's personal responsibility. Well, gee. Sure, we had a couple people acting jerky in that meeting, Mark, but you know, if the person wants to walk away and give up writing or stop for a while or cry for 16 days, why are we responsible for that? They need to take the reins and, and blah, blah, blah. You can say that all you, all you want, but you know, to me, that's a bit of a cop-out because I'm all for personal responsibility. But in the end, people just don't cry for nothing. They don't just suddenly cry when everyone's telling them useful things. That normally doesn't happen. Usually it's for a reason, and people are responsible for that. So as much as we're talking about personal responsibility, you know, there needs to be group responsibility too, and individual responsibility. And the leader really needs to be able to, to balance all this and make sure this is happening. That's really what they're there for, so that people don't, uh, through their own uh, natural instincts, or, or maybe just through ignorance or not realizing it. A lot of times people can be harsher than they realize. Not, not understanding that it comes off that way, you know? And you can say something, and then they're like, wow, I didn't get that. Sorry about that. And, and you find out that that's not how they are, but that may be how they sound. Remember, folks, like anything else in life, uh, when you're in a writing group, perceptions can be reality. Now, I believe on, on, the, on the ultimate truth of things, you know, that maybe perceptions can be reality to people, but I don't believe they are reality. So all this, all this nonsense about perceptions is reality. No, it's not. Just because I perceive you're a jerk doesn't mean you're a jerk. You know, you could be a, 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 a upright, religious, pretty cool guy. Just kind of sound a little harsh, but doesn't mean you're actually a jerk just because I'm perceiving it that way. So. Perceptions are not reality, but perceptions can be reviewed as reality. That's really how people should actually speak that way. That's how it, because that's the truth then. Yeah, they could be perceived that way. It's no different than, you know, the, 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 uh, the story about the first impression, you know? Oh, first impressions. I, I find it in my personal life, first impressions don't mean a whole lot. It takes a couple encounters with somebody to really get the gist of this is somebody I want to be talking to and hanging out with or somebody I'm not. I, I, I'm not really good on first impressions most of the time, you know, unless unless they're just tragically boring people or just like completely, you know, profane psychopaths or something. Then you, you, can, you maybe you can count on that first impression. But most people, it takes a little while. So it's the same thing. It, it's not really fair. Now, the world can be unfair, because quite frankly, when you go to a job interview, you don't give a good impression, you're probably not going to get a second interview or a call back or nothing. You're probably done now. Because remember, their whole job is to go through 15 people to catch one for the, that they feel is going to fit. So that means they have 14 ways of looking to, 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 to screw somebody over, say no, or, or be negative. So why help them by having a crappy impression? In that case, it's smart to have the best impression because you understand behind the scenes what's going on. It's not the same thing with meeting somebody. Chances are you might meet them again. So 
You know, first impressions might not mean all that much, but they do mean something in, in certain environments. I don't feel they mean a lot in a writing group because you're supposed to all be there meeting, I don't know, anywhere between two and four times a month. So you're going to get experience with this person a couple more times, and by then you'll have a gist about where they're coming from and who they are and, you know, how they are. And then you kind of go from there. So don't get too trapped up in any of that, all right? But understand that as much as there could be positive and there could be negative in a writing group, I counsel writers and, and, and some and some writing leaders will, will have different opinions and that's fine. I'm not looking to argue with them. I'm just expressing mine, that's all. I, I think that unless the group already has a certain agenda and a time limit that they want to fulfill, you need to start learning your own. You might not, it might take a couple months maybe, but you need to be able to evaluate yourself. You know, I've been here three months. What have I learned? What did I gather? Has this been useful? Did I take some of this stuff and fix some of these poems or fix this essay? You know, have, has any of my submissions uh, have a better chance now that I got some more credits because of this? All those things you need to factor in. You need, you need to even factor in, I'm going to this thing four times a month. That's four hours a month. Is this useful for four hours? Could I be doing other things for four hours that could be good for my art or maybe even good for myself or my confidence or my faith or my dream, my vision, whatever. Those are all fair questions to have. You should be evaluating that because like anything else, things get stale, okay? You can have the best filter in the world in your fish tank, but in about three months, that rock's going to be so full of junk that the water's going to get cloudy no matter what you do, no matter how many times you change the filter, because it's getting overwhelmed. It's the same thing with a person. You need to know. Has three months been great? Do I use another month now and see what we got? Do I do another three months? Whatever. You should be evaluating it. Because eventually you're going to find a time where, you know, you, it, it's done. It's welcome. Unless it's, like I said, already something set where we're only doing this for six months and then I change over. We do this for 12 months and I get a new group or whatever. You have to make those, you have to make those decisions. You really do. And, and I think it's important to do so because it keeps your own voice and perspective fresh. You know, it also allows you that you've learned a lot about who you are. And who your voice is and you learn to listen to your voice heck you also learn to listen to other voices too and, and maybe that's all you need now to move forward maybe not but you have to determine that so you don't want to stay in a writing group for the wrong reasons you don't want to say at a loyalty i'm being loyal because they've been so helpful to me that's great you know i was in high school for four years okay had a great time, but uh, the fifth year, that would be a failure, no matter how much I felt, how great it was, and how loyal they were, and blah, blah, blah. So you, you, that's not really a good reason. Oh, I don't want to leave everybody, because I don't want them to think bad of me. Come on, folks. You're a writer. People are going to think bad of you. When you tell them you're a writer, some people are going to think bad. Some people are going to think bad of your writing. Some people are going to think a bit bad about what you wrote about, even though it was written well. That's part of the course, Okay. It is par for the course, it's part of the course. So that's not a good reason either. I really like the leader. He's a cool dude. Uh, that girl is so awesome. Again, not a great reason to uh, hang out in the group because you like the leader so much. That's a little weird, actually. So 
Let's uh, let let's let's move on. If that's a reason, all right. I made some great friends in the group. That's cool. But guess what? Friendship goes beyond the group. You don't have to just talk to these people on that because if all you do is talk to these people four times a month and you never talk to them outside of the group, you don't have a friend. Okay, that's just a group mate. Cool person, glad you learned something, but you don't have a friend. You have a friend if you're talking and doing things outside of the group. Well, guess what? You're going to keep doing that outside of the group anyway, so again, not a good reason to stay. All right, so make sure that you're evaluating the reasons to stay and the reason to go because over the course of time, it's an important truth that you have to answer to yourself. This way that you can stay yourself, you can stay fresh, and you can stay uh, clear and, and, and nimble minded and, and not just. In, in a rut, even if you might feel it's a positive one, a rut is a rut. That's never a good thing. I hope this has helped folks over here to sort of give them a, a decent perspective of what writing groups can be. As you see, I try to cover as many angles as possible. I had probably a lot more good things to say than bad things, which is always a nice thing. I mean, I don't always try to strike a balance. The truth is the truth. There are more good things about writing groups than there are bad things. That's just the truth. But it doesn't mean that there's not bad things. You just have to make sure you, you catch what I'm saying and, and just listen to your own your own voice and your own and your own conscience. But I've been wanting to cover this for a while, so I'm I'm very glad that I did. Um, one of my episodes is going to be coming up. I'm putting together a bunch of answers that people had, had, had questions about. Questions about the show. Questions about certain topics that maybe um, I didn't go into a certain. Uh, uh, angle or subtopic or there was some questions about just how we put the show together we had some fun questions so it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, episode just to read off the uh, you know the questions and um, i'm trying to get in by the end of this month over here um the um the thoughts about uh, james baldwin the uh, famous uh, african-american uh novelist all right folks until next time god bless and thank you for showing up over here for strength to be human Thank you for listening. Please follow the show and visit our blog at strengthtobehuman.blogspot.com.